What is real? What is not real? And what is only acceptably real? This is the Acceptably Real Podcast with Joe and Jerry on Anchor FM. Hello, Joe. Hey, Jerry. Hey, it's been a while. It's been a bit. Some things have occurred since we last spoke. Yeah, you've gotten married. I got um, married, yep. Became a man of the world. Um, and the uh, the world ended, as we know it. <laughs> Pretty much. It does seem yeah. that way. Where do we start? Wow. I mean, and, and uh, well... There's things that we could cover in other episodes, but now, now, now it's like in this year, it's it's just mind-boggling, right. and and add to the fact that apparently aliens are real. Well, interesting, huh? Interesting how that all comes out during this this time. Um, yeah, I don't makes me I, wonder. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but it's interesting to say the least. Um, so tell me, tell me, maybe how have you and your family and friends been dealing with everything recently? Well, we are extremely lucky in that uh, I'm working for a company that really values the employees and is very health conscious. And I've already, I mean, I was already in a position to work from home and had been doing it on and off. So for me, it was not, not a problem at all. I just stopped going into the office and so did everybody else. So there was an adjustment period for everyone else. And I helped them through that because even though I'm not in it, I used to be. And, um, my older daughter who also works for the same company, um, we had to set up a, an office for her in the basement and she, she's got like four screens (laughs) <laughs> and, um, she's part of a call center, um, which helps people who are trapped in elevators. Right. So her job's really important. That sounds interesting. Th- uh, I mean, she's the one who you, you talk to when you push the, the call button. She's one of them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Or, or she, um, she, uh, supervises those who do. It depends on who's on shift and who isn't and who called in sick, et cetera. I've had at least three coworkers directly affected in a very bad way by this pandemic, losing spouses and stuff. Gosh. Oh, and, and I have a, a live-in future in-law. My, my future son-in-law lives with us, and he also works at the same company, but he has to go into work because he works at the warehouse. But they have everything set up very strict there. And, and it's like, uh, it's like everybody there is in kind of a pod, whereas nobody interacts with anyone outside the pod. I don't know. That's, that's how we're dealing with it. And I, I continue to be employed. We have three incomes still, so we're good. That's good. Yeah. Um, Very very interesting. I mean, especially, I'm not going to disclose where you live. Um, but you live on a border, right? Yeah. Uh, between yeah. different separate states. Um, and I know that one of the states is particularly 
uh, careful and over, maybe overly safe. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's the, other, the side I live on. <laughs> yeah, and, and the other is you know they they don't have that many cases. You know, everybody seems kind of lax there. Um, how has that affected things? Has it made things easier? Because uh, well, uh, you I don't think you have the whole story now. Okay. Okay. And and it's it's okay. I could, I could say the states. I live on the Illinois side, and right on the other river, just miles from me, is Iowa. Iowa is wide open. Both sides are spiking, and it's mainly because. Well, Iowa's not taking any precautions anymore, at least not mandated by the government. And the Illinois side, which it has all these precautions <laughs> taken, they go over to the Iowa side where it's wide open so they could go have dinner and stuff, right? And then they yeah. bring the germs back. And so that's affected us. And so I remain paranoid and I... We were going out for a little while when, when everything had leveled out. But then when it started climbing again, we pulled back. Yeah, that's good. Uh, which is sad because, I mean, I really miss doing things like going down to the local bar and all that stuff. Yeah, but safety uh, first, man, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, I know a lot of people miss their, their lives and it kind of feels like the world's been turned upside down. But... And then, you know, and then what I hate is you have all this political divide amongst people and, you know, people have made it to be kind of a political thing. And I'm just, I'm just in the mindset where it's a, a safety thing, you know, and yeah. I, I want to make sure that people are safe and I want to make sure that, you know, people's loved ones are safe, you know, and maybe, maybe this, you know, virus isn't as dangerous as people, you know, first made it out to be, but it's still very dangerous to people who are immunocompromised compromised people yeah like my girlfriend yeah so that's something you know we definitely have to think about these days for sure i i'm the main thing that worries me besides the pandemic but it's augmented by the pandemic is this election coming up yeah because my fear is no matter who wins the other side is going to be angry enough to start some shit. Yeah. That's the climate we're in too, with all that stuff, especially with the riots that have been going yeah. on this year. Um, yeah. Everything. Well, we're, we're having random shootings in this area on both sides of the river that we've never really had before. I mean, it used to be in, you know, part, part of my town, but it's, it's expanded over into the nice areas, right? Uh, just uh, a couple nights ago, there were a couple people sitting on the porch in my town, both shot randomly from a car. They were just sitting on their porch one night, enjoying the summer evening. Man, and, that's scary. That's really uh, scary. Well, it's like going back to Stockton, California, where I grew up. <laughs> that's the way it was there. Yeah. It's like being in Detroit. Um, but so, so my girlfriend and, and her younger daughter are both taking gun courses. They're both buying handguns. Uh, my girlfriend's getting a carry permit and we have guns in the house. I don't own one personally because I don't trust myself with them. But, um, she says when she goes into the gun shop, 
you know, to take the lessons and to, they help her choose which guns to, that she wants to buy eventually. They can't keep guns in stock because so many people are buying them like crazy. The, the gun selling business has never been better. And that is really what is scaring me about the upcoming election and the, the, the possible second civil war we're about to go into, you know, there's, there's no middle ground anymore. And, and I'm a centralist. I want, I want balance. I, I want to see the both sides. I want compromise. I don't want conflict. And, and just saying that gets people mad because, well, you're helping the enemy, right? <laughs> you're either with us or without or, or against us. And that's like the mentality all over the place. And how, how's it affected you? You've got a job where you could work via remote, don't you? So I've been working remote pretty much all year and probably the end of last year. I do. I have gone into the office, uh, you know, maybe once every other week uh, or so uh, before the whole pandemic started. Uh, but mainly it's been from home. So a lot of it hasn't been too different for me. Um and, you know, the things that are different for me are, you know, not being able to go out as much and not being close to people and, and all that. Well, stuff. it looks like you guys took a trip and everything. Yeah. Uh, well, we took a couple, actually. Uh, we were supposed to go down to Charleston in the spring and also down to Florida in the spring. Um, we, we ended up going down to Charleston because we're looking for houses down in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to probably hopefully move in the spring summertime next year oh okay Um, but we're looking to buy and so you know we have to go through all that stuff and uh but we're really trying to get to know the areas a little bit better um and so we kind of we kind of were like well if we don't do it now i don't know when we're gonna have time yeah Um, but but i guess what i was talking about earlier was during during the basic the basic lockdown you know when everything was kind of shut down um I'm in Ohio, so Ohio is one of the first states to actually shut everything down, maybe after mm-hmm. California. And uh, we couldn't, you know, do, do anything. Everybody's super, super serious about it here and wearing their masks and social distancing, which is a good thing. Um, but I think it did take a toll um, on people mentally. Oh, yeah. And that's, it's important that we somehow do things to retain our sanity. Uh, whether it be, you know, visiting with other people, you know, socially distancing, of course, or, you know, just, just knowing and understanding that we have the best people on the job to get us out of this mess. So, so it sounds like you are, we're lucky too, that you don't, you are already working from home when this hit. So it didn't really affect you that much. Yep. That's right. And people have asked me, is it weird, you know? for you. And I'm like, no, I mean, it's pretty much the same, at least being at home. And I'm, I'm what I would call a pseudo extrovert, but I'm more introverted than anything. Right. So yeah, same um, here. <laughs> so I, I do like being at home, but I also like going out and um, enjoying like a night on the town. So for me and Nikki, my wife, it was harder at first when the lockdown, you know, really became a thing, you know, Ohio was one of the first ones to do so. I'm pretty proud of that actually, but um, you know, it was fine for a few weeks, you know, then we started having to find stuff at home to, to um, do. 
Oh, we should have started the podcast months ago. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, you know, one of the cool things we did, we have a projector that we use sometimes for games or movies. Uh huh. And we have this ultimate sack, and and I know that one night I we had skyped quick with you, Tracy, and Steve, um, our buddies, and um, we were watching a movie on the ceiling on our ultimate sack, which is like a love sack. Uh huh. Never seen those. And so well, Tracy's got one. Yeah, so you know those are fun, um, and that's kind of one of the things we've done and watched a lot of movies, too many shows, all that jazz. And then you know the numbers came down, so we felt maybe it was safer to to um, you know go on vacation. So we went down to the Carolinas, to Florida. Um, it felt pretty safe in both places, to be honest, despite what the media has been saying. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. So um, well, I've been going out to stores and stuff. Never stop that. Yeah. I mean, we, man, during the beginning of it, people would would like go to stores for like a week, once a week or once every other week. We would go once every other week. Normally I'm like an every other day guy who goes to the store because I don't, you know, know what I want, um, which isn't smart financially, but it is what it is. So um, we would end up buying like so much more groceries than normal. So we wouldn't go to the store as often. and it's just, it's just interesting. It's, it's so surreal for me to go and drive around and see all these different stores with their, we're open, sign up, or um, take out only, sign up, you know? I mean, everybody wearing their masks, masks like a dystopian future, uh, <laughs> which is wild for me. And But it's interesting at the same time. And then you also have these people, I don't know if you guys have this, but in public who are yelling at each other about masks and not wearing. Oh yeah. All that stuff. I, I, I get pissed off at people who are not wearing their mask because it's basically them just saying, fuck you to everybody. Yeah. And when they say, well, it's my right. I'm like, well, no, because you also have to wear shoes and a shirt. Yeah. You know? So this is just something to cover your germ hole. Not not just that, but there are so many government regulations that tell us what to do. Like you have to wear a seatbelt or else you're going to get a ticket. You have to do these things. You have to get an e-check on your car, maybe. Um, And then people are acting like this is the only thing the government's ever told them they had to do. I know. And that's that's what bothers me. It's like, it's not to protect you. It's to protect other people. Right. (laughs) That's what bothers me. But at the same time, and... I don't know. I don't want to give off my opinion in case ever people have different opinions about things, but it's um, the thing that's interesting to me is that we have about 165,000 people who have died from this, supposedly yeah. from this virus in the United States right now. Yeah. Right. Um, what's interesting to me, and I don't really know this, uh, but I've been watching interviews on like YouTube and, um, and different things that if you go into a hospital and you have been in a car accident or you had a heart attack or you have some other affliction and you also have been tested positive for the COVID-19, then they mark that as a COVID-19 death. No matter if, oh. COVID, no matter if COVID has actually been the main thing that's killed you. Now, that's not to say that you had a pre-existing condition and the COVID drove it over the edge. Yeah. It's true. It's a fact. And I know it's a fact because, you know, my wife's in going in nursing school and she knows, sees this firsthand in hospitals that, um, it's, uh, it's real and it's, 
people can come in with some other illness or from a gunshot. And if they have COVID, it's a COVID death. And so it gets me thinking, it's like, well, I get, I get what the media is saying and I get what the, where the numbers are showing, but I would really like to see how many deaths are actually because of this. And I'm not, a, I'm not one of the people who are telling everybody, oh, this is fake. It's not real. I get that it's a real thing. I get that it's important for people to wear their masks in social distance. I understand. I'm just saying it's a little, little far-fetched, in my opinion, to give out these and to mark those as as those type of deaths when it's not maybe true, you know. Well, and also because of the testing being so limited, we we know, although we don't have the solid figures, we know the the amount of people who are infected are at least ten times higher than than what's being reported, right? right? And so if you take that number and you take the deaths, the deaths are a much smaller percentage than what is being reported, right? They're still there and, and they're mounting as far as the number of people. And so, I don't know. It's it, really, if people, if everybody would just wear their masks, this would really start to die down. And we could get more back to normal. But here's the question. Is the idea that we can actually get back to normal acceptably real? I don't think, I think the end of, we've, my personal opinion is we've experienced the end of the world as we know it. We're now in a new world and it will never go back to the way it was. Things are always going to be different to some degree. I, I, I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's the end of the world, but I agree with you in that. Well, as that. we know it, not the end of the world, but the yeah, end yeah, of the yeah. world as we knew it. Okay. okay. True enough. Fair enough. And I agree with that. And I think that no matter what things are, aren't always going to be how they used to be, you know, like I think, I think before everything happened, the pandemic occurred, maybe you were out in public and you, you touched a, a weird door handle and you were you kind of thought wow i wonder how many hands have touched this doorknob today you yeah know? but now it's just like you have this like almost a built-in maybe a fear or caution that's like hmm, maybe i should use my sleep to open this door or yeah. like, you know what i mean and it's wild and it's uh, it's kind of scary but at the same time i i kind of was hoping that this covid thing was going to bring everybody together right i think we were so divided I know it, it. It seemed like at first it was going to. Yep. And then it's like, nope. <laughs> and and I don't want to point any fingers because that'll open another can of worms, which is actually outside of the realm of our podcast. But we really brought it on ourselves, one way or another. And I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> like, and uh, well, actually, maybe I do. Because uh, it's a very disturbing thing to have happened, and everybody's scared and worried. And I guess it's a natural reaction to just try to put blame on things. And even, but this is, it's a, it's a, it's a germ. Yeah. We, we know our leadership blames China. Uh, my, my girlfriend believes in some conspiracy theories that it's man-made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard some, I, I don't believe it, 
but I have heard some arguments that make me go, hmm, you know, yeah, <laughs> it is definitely possible. Um, but then again, the government saying, yeah, we have UFOs in our possession that crashed. So what the hell is going on with reality? You know? <laughs> right. And, and it's one of those things too, that you have, uh, you know, it, like you said, it's not in the realm of this podcast, but you have all these people, you know, starting to spreading their different conspiracy theories about not just COVID, but everything. Like there's a whole QAnon stuff. There's, um, yeah, the COVID thing with people saying it's man-made, yada, yada, talking bad, negative stuff about Anthony Fauci, uh, who has really been a, a, almost a godsend to us, I think, in this time. What I, what I would have liked at the beginning of all this is that instead of just Dr. Fauci being the sole person and kind of being almost a scapegoat in many ways, um, yeah. To to have been not just him, but I want to hear. There's he's not the only epidemiologist, you know, contagious epidemiologist in the world or whatever his title is, right? He's not the only one, and I would have liked to see, you know, maybe um, a band of them, you know, discussing things. So it's not just on his hands because then some people are going to go so far out of the way to discredit him. Some people are going to look at every everyone. They are, words. yeah, and it's for, his own boss. Exactly. And it's just like he threw uh, in the national, I think the, the nationals baseball game, he like threw the first pitch, right? Yeah. So he was in the stadium and I saw in the news that they had captured video of him taking off his mask just for a few moments and just to maybe breathe, you know? Um, and then the world was like, Oh, Dr. Fauci, I thought masks worked. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> um, well, you're only supposed to wear the mask if you're less than six feet away from other people. And and he was. He was sitting in between two people. But at that, I would have liked to see a panel of people, not just one person. I, I think, uh, you know, our, our governor, Mike DeWine in Ohio, he, the president just came the other day. And, you know, if you see the president, you have to have a, one of the new rapid tests. And so he went ahead and he did a rapid test and he tested positive. Oops. Uh, and so that was interesting because he left and it was all over the news. Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio tested positive for COVID-19. He's been one of the big proponents of the mask and all that stuff. And so, you, of course, you had all these people on the on Facebook and uh, the Twitter reverse who are saying, oh, I thought masks, you know, worked. Ho, 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 derpy, derp, derp. And, um, of course, later on, it turned out he took a regular COVID test, not a rapid one, and he tested negative. Um, and yeah. then he, he took a, another one since then and again, tested negative. So what's interesting is that rapid test that they were giving gave a false positive, right? Yeah. Um, makes because you, they rushed it. Yeah. Makes you, makes you really think about that kind of thing. It's just, it's just weird, man. And I've certainly never been anything through anything like this. Um, I know that the maybe state or countries in Asia have with SARS. Yeah. Um, and other kind of coronaviruses. And, you, you know, I don't know if you remember, but in the early 2000s and in the 1990s, you would maybe watch like, you know, Nightline or um, the Nightly News with Dan Brokaw or whatever. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you would see this like, oh, China has this deadly disease or North Korea or South Korea or whatever. Um, and then you see like people and people with masks and masks and masks on. 
And I keep thinking about that because it's like, wow, that's that's what it's like here today. We thought we yeah. were invincible to this stuff, but no, no, not at all. Um, I don't know. And, and that those that mask wearing stayed even after the the uh, the health crises were gone over there. Yeah, it, you know, I I don't think it was widespread, but there was still a lot of people wearing those masks, even even like. Well, they were prepared for the new pandemic because <laughs> they were already wearing the mask. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I did read and was watching some people talking about that, and they were saying that they do it out of politeness. You know, they, yeah. they're, if they're any sick, if they have a cough or anything, they do it just because they don't want to infect other people, and that's the polite thing to do. Now, here in the United States, of course, if you're at like the store, you have some. <laughs> Some guy at the store behind you sneezes, sneezes directly on you or coughs directly on you. Doesn't even like, you, you don't think twice about it here, I guess. And that's something hopefully. You do now. Yeah, now. Hopefully that changes. So, I wonder I wonder if all our precautions and everything that keep this from spreading is going to kill off a lot of other much less uh, serious uh, sicknesses like, like common flu and the common cold. Uh, I, I don't think I've gone. So I had a couple scares, right? Where I thought I, I even got tested once and it's turned out every time that the, what I was suffering from is allergies <laughs> and my yeah. allergies for a while got worse than they have since I was a teenager. And it took me forever to mentally figure out what was going on. Cause I was like, what are the odds that I would suddenly have really bad asthma for the first time in how many years, right when being short of breath is the, is the main thing to worry about. Well, it turned out, it, I, I don't, I can't prove it, but this is, this is what I, I think. It was the fact that I'm suddenly working from home all the time. Yeah. And, there's something here I'm allergic to, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it got so bad that my, my, my doctor sent me in for a test. And when it turned out negative, um, she sent me a um, um, prescription for, uh, and so now I have asthma medicine for the first time since in my early 20s. Wow. That is interesting. Uh, so you, you've never really had it since you were young. Yeah. But also this is the longest period of time I've ever gone without being sick. And and why when I say sick, I mean sick from a virus or a or a bacteria. Yeah. Because because I'm so paranoid and I you know I have spray bottles of Everclear everywhere, you know, that <laughs> that I use as a hand sanitizer. By the way, Everclear is 190 proof alcohol and it is cheaper than most hand sanitizer you could get now even if it's $38 for a 1.75 milliliter thing you pour that into little spray bottles it lasts for months and it turns out to be less expensive and it's much higher alcohol concentration so it will kill everything and you could spray your food area down with it and not worry about it because it's edible you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a food safe alcohol, but 
And uh, the, you can now get it from Jerry's Everclear store at, <laughs> at nice. jerryeverclear.com. No. Wow. So here, here's a good question for you. Where do you think, what do you think life is going to look like two years from now? Mm. And then five years from now. Okay. Here, here's what I think. Uh, I'm going to go circle back to what you said earlier that no matter who wins in November, shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. That's number one, that's what I think. And I think in October and November, at this point, uh, it's going to get cold. It's going to start to get cold here in the Midwest. Um, and as you know, and as everybody listening knows, when it gets colder out, viruses spread more quickly, easily, right? Um, yeah, because uh, your your immune system is compromised exactly and just go look you can look it up online it's true and i think that honestly it's just going to get worse it's going to be worse than i in my prediction than it was this year already yeah especially with all the kids going to school well and and, and bringing it home yeah i'll get back to, and i'll get back to your question but it, you saw georgia maybe uh george this georgia high school opened up this this uh student this girl took a picture in the hallway. Everybody's so close to each other, not wearing masks. Yeah. She, she was suspended for taking that picture. Um, and uh, that, and, that should be against the law because that they're stifling her freedom of speech. Right. And then that was against the first amendment. Well, true. And since that picture was taken, nine students of that school have tested positive. And so, yeah, Exactly. People are going to bring it home and it's going to impact their parents. It's going to impact their parents, which is not good. Um, and so what do I think is going to be the world's going to be like in two years? I think that we're going to be maybe best case recovering from this crappy political climate that we find ourselves in. Um, I think we're going to be at odds with some foreign power, whether it be China or, or North Korea or even, you know, maybe Russia. Um I, I like to think of myself at one point as being an optimist, at least before all this. And I, I grew up, you know, I'm a lot younger than, than Jerry by maybe a year or two. Yeah, um, just a couple of years. And, and uh, I remember in the 1990s watching uh, the nightly news with Dan Brokaw and watching different news things late night when my parents got home from work and um, seeing like missiles being flying through the air, hitting like Iraq and, and Kuwait and all that stuff and um, being scared out of my mind about war. And it just seems like every, every day something's going on with, with either China, you know, China's going to be pissed off because of the whole TikTok thing um, and everything. Like I'm just, it's, it's scary. It's scary that we're, we could be in another cold war kind of thing with China, you know? Um, and I'm not going to dive too much into the talking about the UFO videos and whatnot. That the yeah, that's that's really another done. another but, episode. But I, I do want to touch on real quick that the reason that these were released is because people have brought to the attention of Congress, the Senate, Intelligence Committee specifically that we don't know what these things are. We're not, yeah. say, we're not saying they're aliens. Nobody's saying that, right? But the, what they're saying is that we don't know what they are, and so that could that could mean two things, right? It could mean one, um, either our deep government is testing something, or okay, three things. Two, an adversary of ours has discovered this technology, and we are so far behind. Um, 
And three, maybe it is aliens, right? And so, man, that would be bad news if uh, one of our, we'll, we'll call them rivals, not necessarily enemies, like China or, or you know, Russia has developed this crazy technology that we, we are not even close to. So five years, I think of five years ago, um, where were we five years ago? You know, I was still back in Iowa hanging out with you guys, going out Fridays to, to get sushi and, and oh, yeah. lines out of the way. You know, I mean, the world, and that was before uh, President Trump was elected, the world, I would say, has changed significantly since then, right? Um, yeah. I just think it's going to be the same, if not more changed than, than here. So... And I don't mean to keep talking, but what do you think is going to happen in two years and then five years? Two years. Um, God. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and be pessimistic. And I'm going to say right up front, I hope to God I am wrong. <laughs> I think in two years we're going to still be embroiled in a civil war. And uh, I, I'm afraid that uh, foreign powers are going to be in on it and we're going to be I, I, and I, and I don't, I don't even know what to say about that from that point on. I think we're going to be in a world of shit five years from now. I think democracy is going to be gone. I think, I think the, the experiment failed and we're going to be in there's some sort of dictatorship or something like that or, or still be embroiled in a war who knows, but I, you know, it's, I, I, I'm I'm not seeing a bright future right now. Yeah, I, I love our country. I, I do. I think there's a lot of bright people. I think that the states initially were thought of as separate countries who have banded together to form one government, right? Yeah. And I I don't know if it's ever going to be north versus south again, but I certainly certainly feel there's a new kind of uh, you know boundary between people. Um, and it almost, sometimes I do think about, and I'm sure everybody else thinks about this. I'm like, would our nation be better off as three or four separate countries? Yeah, I think it would. I really do. Yeah. And, I and, think because we're, we're just, the, the diversity is just too great in ideology for it to be one. And, and, and nobody at the top is doing anything to try to mend that. In in fact, they're exasperating the situation and driving everybody apart. Yeah. And in if and I don't see it healing anytime soon because it's it's already ripped asunder. I, I just see it getting worse. And and I hope to God I'm wrong. I hope so too, you know. Um, this is a bright episode. Well, I don't think it was going to be. It was supposed to be about the, you know, the, the pandemic. And, and it's sad. And I feel like a lot of people feel down, maybe a little depressed, maybe sad about everything. But it, it also, it, the amount of time I feel like I spend at home working from home versus being in an office, like I have more free time. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I do. I feel like I get more work done when I'm at home. Yeah, but same I do, here. I do. I do feel like I do have more free time, so I have more time to think about things. Like I, I have my earbuds in all the time, or I'm listening to different podcasts, or I'm, 
I'm watching the news and scaring myself like crazy, you know? Um, and it's just like, I wish people would come together like they initially were going, what I was hoping, kind of like a post 9-11, whenever yeah. we come together and it was like, never forget, you know, all that kind of stuff. I kind, I wish, I wish that were the case, but I think the divide is so strong and what we were just talking about. In, insofar as you know different beliefs and different ideologies and what to think about the virus and it's it is scary and it is sad and it is kind of down and i think we have to what okay i'm gonna ask this question and i'll let you get back to answering the other question so i'm sorry but no i think i answered it yeah what is something that you feel would make people happy like just a little thing, you know, just enjoying time with your family. Like, what do you think, what do you do when you're down in the dumps? Well, um, for, for, for being someone who just postulated something so dire, I, I actually am a fairly happy person. And I, um, as you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a Buddhist. And so my mental training is to, concentrate on the here and now and look at the little things that make me happy from moment to moment and just concentrate on that. And I really avoid <laughs> trying to look too far in the future. I, I'll glimpse at it and go, Oh God. Um, all right. I'm going to go buy more toilet paper, you know? But <laughs> so but, uh, one thing that has helped me, and this isn't exactly the answer you're looking for, but I, I'm lucky in that my company, when all this started, I mean, they already paid for psychological help, but uh, they lifted a bunch of barriers and they said, okay, you can now see doctors and psychiatrists and psychologists over the phone. We're going to pay for it hundred percent. And so I took that opportunity. I'm not sure how many people at my company did, but I'm like, all right, well, I'm getting a, a psychologist uh, an analyst who's, he's actually local. And, and actually I, I got him because I met one of his colleagues at, at our, one of our bars. Um, and I talked to him every week, you know, whether I need it or not, it's, it's already paid for. So I take advantage and you know, sometimes I think I help him more and he helps me <laughs> <laughs> because he talks about his problems too, you know? So he's become kind of like, my professional friend, he's being paid to be my friend. And so I unload on him and he unloads on me and we kind of work things out. But, uh, I think this, the secret of staying happy in these times is to really just concentrate on the little moments that are little wins. Like that cat did the cutest thing or look what the birds are doing outside or, or my girlfriend just gave me the greatest kiss or, you know, in, in, in just, just focus on that and that'll help you get by all the, the storm of shit flying around. Yeah. Cause there's, there's nothing you, there was really nothing you could do about any of that other stuff right. besides vote. And even, and, and as, as we were talking about, even when you vote, it's still not going to clear it up because everybody's still going to be angry. So all you can do is control your own reaction to it. Right. And, and so I concentrate on controlling my own reaction. I'm taking responsibility for how I react to what's being thrown at me. 
and I try to err on the side of kindness and compassion and understanding. And I try to look at the other side, you know, unless they're just being absolutely ridiculous. And I try to reason with people and they don't want to hear it. They're just (laughs) minds closed. That's the, that's the world we live in right now. Just steel traps, bang. I'm not listening to you. You're not saying what I want to hear. Right. So there's no discussion. There's no give and take. Um, but I try to leave mine open because you know, uh, some of my friends are, are believe the other side of the fence. So I want to know why, you know, okay, what, what is the point? And a lot of it is, and it's kind of hard to admit, but a lot of it is, uh, what both sides are being unreasonable, mm-hmm. you know? Both sides want too much. Both sides don't want to compromise. Yeah. It, it makes you wonder, like, is, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Are you talking about the, um, the pandemic? I, I'm talking about that. everything, including the pandemic. I mean, it's yeah. all one big thing now. Yeah. The, the pandemic just came along and exasperated something that was already happening. Right. I mean... We're talking like, for example, like the relief bill that, you know, the Democrats and Republicans were arguing about in the Senate. In the yeah. House. Um, that's something if there's so much crap that goes into those bills that doesn't need to be in those bills, you know, like if people are wrong on both sides, you know, and if you, spend yeah. all, you if you spend all your day in front of Fox News, you're going to think one way. And if you spend all your day in front of Reddit or in front of like MSNBC or CNN or CNN, or, yeah. You're going to think another way. And the problem I think is that there's no media outlet, hardly, maybe, maybe a couple websites here and there that gives a, a free objective view, you know? Yeah. Um, there is no fair and balanced journalism anymore. Well, actually there is, but you have to really look for it. Yeah. And, and even then it's suspect. I, I went to uh, last time I was out of the country and now we've both been to Europe. Um, mm-hmm. it's interesting to watch the news over there and to see what they say about America, the United States. And it's so like, they just, they just hit it hard. They're kind of ruthless, you know, they mm-hmm. say it like it is. Cause that's what, you know, what they see, you know, they, they don't. Just- and, and also they, they don't have, they don't have any skin on either side, you know? So they're just calling the shots like a baseball game. Yeah, but I, you know, and I can't expect people here to just watch foreign news, of course, because it's going to leave out a lot. But I, I do wish that there was, and I, you're right. The issue is that people are being stubborn on both sides, um, and the answer is the answer probably isn't one way or another way. You know, it's probably somewhere in between. And, yeah, it's, it's got to be in between. Yeah, the sooner that we open our minds to that, and that people do, the better off we'll be. You know, and that's not going to change our politi- scary political climate we're in, um, but it's going to it's going to start something. So, hey, are you guys happily married now? Hell yeah! My well, then that's a good thing. Yeah, my uh, that's a good thing to end on. Yeah, we have a we have a great time. I know she's she's doing hard at, in nursing school, and uh, she'll be done in. Um, little under a year uh, uh-huh. plenty of breaks between now and then so she's studying her butt off for finals right now actually um and i'm really proud of her I'm, I'm really happy and it's made me a better person to be with her um 
it's made me realize what I have, if that makes sense. And then, you know, of course I did before, but it's, it's just like, wow, you're a married person now. And it's, it is different, you know, I don't have yeah. kids yet, but hopefully at some point soon we, we, um, we do. And that'll make me a lot different, but I still hope deep down that I'm, I love all things weird and I, I love all things uh, unique and, and not really talked about and could still do this. I, I think it's, it's, I remember when you first met her and you were telling me that you met this girl. It's such a sweet story. And the whole, the whole thing is almost fairy tale like, and I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you. I, I don't know if you, if you listen, but I did a podcast without you. Um, it was on the 4th of July last year and I was talking about you guys getting married <laughs> and I was sitting in the backyard of all by myself listening to all the fireworks. And then I was playing Pink Floyd in between the, the segments. So that was, that was the last episode of this podcast besides this one. So anyway, it's, it's good to be back. We, we can call this a season 2.5. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. This will be, well, this will be season two start yeah. starting up right now. There are plenty of things to discuss. Um, you know, we have some great topics coming up this this next season, uh, including all things UFOs, including um, I do want to get into talking about the great NASA hack and Gary oh, yeah. of UK. And I want to talk about Solar Warden because that's very, very, very interesting stuff. Um, and that does kind of play into maybe we could talk about, you know, Rob Lazar and um, Modern day whistleblowers is another thing we could do. Yeah. So many things. Um, I, I want to make sure that we both have fun talking about it. And so these are things that, uh, Jerry, maybe you can help me stay grounded a little bit on. Cause I, I'll go a little kooky on some of these episodes, but, um, well, that's fine. I went really kooky on a couple episodes myself. I, <laughs> I, I promised not to go out there so much anymore. Uh, I do remember that dream one you had and you were so happy about talking about your dream and I was, it clearly meant something. And that's, that's something else we could discuss too, is talking about dreams and, and maybe a more uh, linear matter, I guess. Yeah. Dreams are weird, but yeah. And uh, you listeners out there, um, you could uh, chime in if you use the anchor.fm app or go to our website at um, uh, <laughs> what's our website? It's acceptablyreal.com. Um, you can leave us messages and join in the conversation. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have some guests on. That would be cool, huh? Yeah, we could use Zoom or something. Shall we? Uh, shall we wrap this up? Absolutely. Okay. Hey, I do have one thing I, I could uh, sh- I'm, I could plug my book. I got a brand new book out. It's a fantasy called No Such Thing as Mermaids. Um, obviously, since it's a fam- fantasy hit, there probably is such things as mermaids. And uh, it's a fun book that is, I would say, fantasy, comedy, uh, mystery, kind of in the vein of um, Terry Pratchett, kind of in the vein of maybe um tim powers if you're into that um and uh that's available at jerryjdavis.com and amazon of course interesting i just bought it i just bought it by the way oh you did oh i'm gonna read it oh cool thank you 
everybody uh, else you know, can buy it too. I mean, is there anything, any, I don't know, maybe, maybe sometime you could dive into your other books too. You know, if you don't have another one coming out, you know, you have a catalog of books you've written. Well, I'm, I'm writing another, see that when, when one comes out, I'm already deep into the next one. <laughs> I'm writing another one. It's a fantasy. It's called typewriter repairman. Typewriter so, repairman. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a wild romp. This one even has the mob involved. So anyway, that's, that's that. Thank you everybody for joining us. Um, any, any final, uh, yeah. Oh, I hated the word final. <laughs> Anything you want to say before we sign off until next time, I'll put it that way. Be safe and believe. Yes. All right. Take care. Bye. Dear listeners, thank you for joining us here on this episode of Acceptably Real Podcast. If you're listening to this on Anchor FM, there's a way to send messages back to us through that amazing app of theirs. So, if you've got some comments, questions, or even better, suggestions for future topics, send them our way. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you've enjoyed listening, please consider giving us a positive review on the podcast platform of your choice. It helps us out a lot, and we really appreciate it. It also encourages us to keep going. So, until next time, this is Jerry, signing off. Sherry. I am happy to announce that on August 1st, 2020, my latest novel is out. It's another comedy, fantasy, mystery, love story type novel. This one's set right before the pandemic hit. Well, because that's when I wrote it. And the main character is a down-on-his-luck tech entrepreneur who lost almost everything in a bad deal and a lawsuit and decides to reboot his life by opening up a computer repair shop for secret reasons of his own, in a small Oregon seacoast town. There he is seduced by a mysterious young witch, and while on a walk along the ocean one morning, he sees something he knows is impossible. And yet, there it is. This leads him into a secret the town has been keeping since the 70s, and throws everything he's ever believed about reality right out the window. The book is called No Such Thing as Mermaids, and is available now on Amazon.com and soon at most other major online bookstores, both in print and ebook editions. You could also find links to it on my personal website, jerryjdavis.com. Thanks. <laughs>